What's good, y'all? We are back at it again with another episode of the Wrong Sir podcast. I am super duper excited. But before we get into anything, if you haven't tuned into the last episode with Adam Figman of Slam Magazine, what you doing? Okay, you are missing out. Drop them gems about just partnering with J. Cole, Kyle Lowry, DeMar Rosen, Drake, all of those amazing covers we've seen. He's the guy behind it all. So if you want to know what happens behind the Slam covers, I suggest you tune in to, you know, the last episode after this one. Also, if you're listening, be sure to share uh, the podcast with other individuals who may love it just as much as you do. Instagram, all of those things. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube. It'll all be in the description um, of the podcast. It's Anaya Jones at the YouTube. And most importantly, if you aren't following the Your Wrong Sir Instagram, go do that at Your Wrong Sir underscore. Um, I appreciate you all for tuning in to another episode. Happy Friday. It's a good day today and I have a lot to talk about, right? So I'm just going to jump right into it. But female, highlight, always, always highlighting a woman in sports. And today is going to be Simone Biles. Um, little shady, little shady of me today. But since SportsCenter won't highlight her, I sure will, right? And so recently, if you're into sports and you're tuned in, you recently saw the fight with Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather, uh, you know, marketing stunt, everything that was happening with entertainment over there. And those guys made lots of money. Right. And then Simone Bow recently just landed what was was <laughs> the impossible double pike in gymnastics. And she also won her seventh U.S. gymnastic title. And Logan Paul got 17 posts for losing to Floyd Mayweather. And Simone Biles didn't get any on the Sports Center channel and all of their social medias. No coverage from them. Um, that's just ridiculous. That's unspeakable for me. And I just want to shout her out for doing what people call impossible. But they always say that impossible says I'm possible. So congratulations to Simone. And really just it just shows you there's a lack of visibility for women. You know, a lot more people could have known about her accomplishments if SportsCenter posted that. For them to be such an enormous platform and for them to have a motto of just always showing people the best plays and the best things that are happening in sports and for that to be one of the best things that recently happened and nobody show attention to it, that's ridiculous. It just shows a lack of visibility for women. And you guys know that's the mission and the key of this podcast. And I'm going to keep saying it till. I can't say it anymore. So just shout her out. She's doing amazing. She's breaking glass ceilings and just want to, you know, give her that support from your wrong, sir. And my platform and if sports and not going to do it, I'm going to say it again. I will. OK, so just looking forward to seeing what Simone going to do in the future. She a baby goat like she's the goat already. So I'm excited for her. And we just going to hop right into everything that's happening. So. If you're watching, if you're listening to this, I mean, you've been watching the NBA playoffs probably. You, I'm sure you guys have your opinions on everything. I'm sure you guys are in shock, first of all, about who is still standing, right? Kind of shock for some people, kind of shock, you know, not a shock for others. But we're going to hop into it. So I wanted to wait to give this little NBA recap episode after the first round because I just knew it would be so uncertain and I wanted to see what happened and just give a recap about that. You know, currently we're in the uh, series two, round, round two of the playoffs and, you know, we got some good teams playing, but I just want to recap round one. And also we have some amazing accolades that came out. We got MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. Most improved, six man, all of those winners. So we're going to recap the playoffs, give you all my opinion, breakdown of really what's happening, why they lost, whoever lost, and why whoever won. And we're going to keep it moving. So 
First round of the playoffs. We'll start with Eastern Conference first. We had the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Washington Wizards. I mean, <laughs> it's not really too much to talk about. Of course, we knew the 76ers were going to win. Now, if you bet your money on the Wizards, I don't know what's wrong with you. But, hey, look, we can all have faith in our teams. So the 76ers came out. They won that series 4-1. to one. Wizards only won one game. Um, I'm not surprised. <laughs> It's really not too much to say about them. I mean, we know Russell Westbrook is an amazing asset for the Wizards. Uh, Bradley Beal is an amazing player. Um, And they've just been playing at a high. Those two have been playing at a high level all season long. They just need some more pieces. It's just not enough over there. And, I mean, they were just dominated by the better team. There's really no surprise that they won, that the 76ers won. No surprise. So I don't really got too much to say about them. But. Update for y'all if y'all didn't know that they won, right? Two, we had the Brooklyn Nets versus the Boston Celtics. So coming into the playoffs, the Nets were the second seed. Boston Celtics were the seventh seed. Now, this was a great, this was a great little, little, little conference series for me. Even though the Nets won the series 4-1, same thing with the 76ers and the Wizards, I loved it. Loved it simply. And these were all we know with the Nets having top three scores right now some of the top scores in the NBA with KD Harden and Durant I mean KD Harden and Kyrie their games are extremely high scoring I mean the game that they had the most points it was 141 points like what okay the next was 130 the next was 123 and it was just amazing so they were doing a crazy it was just high scoring high energy basketball literally uh there's no surprise with this one either uh, Boston Celtics are a decent team. They, I, I'm still trying to figure out what they need seriously, and I think it's a, just a better um, point guard. I definitely think that's an addition that they need, and maybe just, hmm, I don't know. They, but the key for them is is Jason Tatum's team. Um, they have Jalen Brown. Those are some hoopers and just really up and coming superstars. Jalen, um, Jason Tatum is really already a superstar to me. He's really he performs well against the top people like he's giving 50 to a KD he's giving 50 to a Harden and things of that sort so Jason just needs the right pieces around him I do not think he should leave Boston though I think he should stay there I mean he's young and he gonna get another contract so he's about to get paid okay so he should just be patient and, and stay there and he's taking them a decent ways two years ago I mean they were about to beat LeBron you know so actually you know I was going to state so I mean they got some work to do are we surprised by the Brooklyn Nets? No, they simply dominated, okay? KD was hooping, Kyrie was hooping, Harden was hooping. It was beautiful. I mean, there's nothing more that you can ask for. And the way it's looking right now, I wouldn't even be surprised if they win a championship. And I know I talked all that mess, okay? So I got to hold myself accountable because I know I talked a lot of BS when they came together. And I was like, how is this going to work with three leading scores? They made me chew my words, okay? And I did say that it was a fail. Or it was a, you know, it was a hit or miss with them. And they've been hitting, okay? Um, injuries have really kind of infiltrated the team a little bit, but not too much because even with those, they have still continued to just persevere, push through, and win. The Nets are looking good, man. I don't know. The Nets are looking real good. So they led that series. Next, we got the Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat. I mean, I'm embarrassed. I really wanted the Heat to win. And the Bucks just came in and dominated them. I mean, they swept them. Miami couldn't even win one game, y'all. Like, are y'all serious? First game went into overtime, Bucks won. Second game, Bucks, I mean, 
just demolished them. Game three, Bucks demolished them. Game four, Bucks won by 17 points. So, I mean, they was just getting embarrassed out there except for game one, honestly. The Heat, you know, for me, I think just to break down their series, because I really paid attention a lot to this one, and I don't know why it drew me in. I was just really so shocked that the Bucks were doing that amazingly well. And, I mean, it's a shock, but it's not a shock, you know. It's just really unfortunate that Miami was a huge contender, you know, to be in the finals last year. And for your team to lose in the first round to the Miami, I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks, it's, like, embarrassing. Like, what happened? They have the same pieces from last year, but the key is other teams got better. Um, that's the key. And they didn't really add too many people around them in the offseason, and I think that has really hindered them. But specifically in this series, the Milwaukee Bucks were just too dang big, okay? They were too big. The size advantage was just ridiculous. I'm like, what's going on? It looked like it was Muggsy going against, I don't know, Kareem or something like <laughs> the size advantage was just crazy that the Bucks had. Uh, they were getting offensive rebounds. They were just killing them, killing them in a the post, killing them offensive rebounds. I mean, the threes were going down. They couldn't miss. It was just wild. Okay, it was just it was wild. Um, it's this guy name I think it's Flores yeah Flores or Forbes or something he plays for the Bucks coming off the bench I mean he was hitting every three you could think of like he was hooping right and um the heat the size advantage just killed them and there was a lack of leadership with them I mean Jimmy where were you you came to Miami last year he was this big buck leader and you're this person that wants to lead your teammates and this amazing leader this and that and I'm not saying he's not an amazing player but to be a Hall of Famer, to be a, you know, person who's just solidified among the greats, you have to show up in times where people need you. You have to show up in the most important times, which in the NBA is the playoffs. This is where people make their money, okay? This is where people get the bread, the contracts, and Jimmy did not earn his at all. Like, where were you? There were no leaders. Uh, Duncan Robinson played decent this season, though, so I think he's going to renew his contract soon. Miami got to pay him. He's a liability, though. He ain't playing OD. You know, that's his issue. Tyler Hero, I don't know if he's just been in Miami too much and partying or whatever the situation may be, but dude ain't showing up. Like, he's playing trash, okay? Um, Iguodala's older. I mean, we know that he can still play good defense, but he's old. Uh, Bam wasn't even doing nothing for real. I mean, they just got locked down, okay? The Heat just got killed. It was crazy. Um, and on to the next, really. <laughs> and that's what the Bucks did. On to the next series because they got swept, okay? Next, we got, I think, one of the most energetic series. The one that got a lot of traction just because of trash talk and things of those sort. New York Knicks versus the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, my God. Now, y'all know I'm a D-Rose fan, okay? Um, <laughs> your girl is from Chicago. D-Rose, I mean, there's no question. What do we <laughs> Right? And Rose came over there and led them, okay? Julius Randle wasn't doing what I expected him to do. Uh, but D Rose kind of picked up the slack for them. And <laughs> it just didn't work out for, for my Knicks. It didn't didn't work out for them. But I, I don't think that the Knicks should take this as an L because 
I mean, this is the first time that they have been relevant in years, right? It's crazy. And so to have fans in Madison State Garden again that are excited, you got Spike Lee on the side. You got so many people coming to New York. I mean, New York is busting right now. They got the Knicks who did good. Um, They have the Nets who are still going and doing amazing. I mean, even the WNBA side, you got Michaela Onyerede. If you haven't listened to that episode, go tune in. Um, She was the rookie of the month. Y'all had the rookie of the month on my podcast, okay? Don't sleep on me. Now, don't sleep on the podcast. But they've been hooping. Sabrina, I mean, Liberty are going crazy. So New York and Brooklyn, that area, sports-wise, is just it's lighting up in basketball terms i mean it's lit over there okay uh the knicks though they just couldn't pull through um they had really close games though with atlanta they weren't getting like blown out really trey young just put the team on his back and killed it man i mean he came to eat you know and uh i i didn't think that trey was gonna come out and do that but trey came out and he did that okay and he ate them up and so i love it for the knicks I think they have a lot of room to grow, and they did an amazing job by bringing back the market value, the attention. Um, I know the marketing office in the Knicks is going crazy, you know. Jerseys are selling all of those things, getting that hype back that they haven't had in so long, you know. But Atlanta Hawks, Trey Young, just he put the Atlanta Hawks on his back, and he just simply dominated. And I'm just really so happy for him because he's younger, and he's really starting to solidify himself and show, like, Atlanta Hawks ain't no team to play with. I think it's a team a lot of people underestimated coming into the series. And, hey, we can't underestimate them no more because they killed it. 4-1. All right. That's my recap of Eastern. Now we're going to go to Western. Western, we had the Utah Jazz, the number one seed versus the Memphis Grizzlies. Of course, the Jazz won 4-1. Are we surprised? No. Um, (laughs) It's not too much to say. I mean, they were without Donovan Mitchell for a second. However, After that, they just start killing. Donovan Mitchell is really the key for them, okay? Key factor for them. And he was just hooping. And also, just shout out to Dwayne Wade. I love him being in that leadership position for them and being an owner. I think it's amazing. You know, I have had previous podcasts talking about how there's a lack of previous players and, you know, with the leader, it's great to know what you're doing, but you have to know the sport too. And you have to have, I think empathy is a key to being a leader because you can relate to the players and you'll know what they're looking for. And that way you can better please them. So D Wade in the front office, I'm loving it. Uh, Utah Jazz, we're not surprised that they beat the Grizzlies. However, just looking for Ja to continue to get better as a leader. Um, he got it, bro. He, they, I mean, it's only year two for him. He's been doing some amazing things. So just excited to see his growth, but Jazz one four to one. Next, now this is huh, this is the series that made me chew my words. Um, <laughs> I have always been like, you know, I'm not gonna bet against Braun. However, going into this series, I never said that the Lakers were gonna win. Like I always said, I didn't know because I don't think you should underestimate CP3. Anytime he goes to a team, he's always making it better right? Um, He's that factor, that it factor for a lot of teams. And he's still one of those very rare, uh, pure point guards that we still have left, right? And so I love this series. This series was exciting. This series was amazing. And the Suns won the series four to two. The Lakers, uh, they just had injuries. You know, Bron is not at 100%. You can clearly tell AD. I mean, they need to put this man in a bubble or something. He keeps getting injured. He can't not get injured like come on ad all of those new pieces that the lakers had and paul gasol and all of those other individuals 
get him out of there, get Kuzma out of there, didn't do anything. I mean, all of these new additions, I thought the team would come back, you know, more powerful and better. And uh, it didn't work out for them. Um, I mean, and, and are we surprised, though? You had LeBron miss a lot of the season. You had AD miss a decent amount of the season. I mean, there's not much you can do when you haven't had synergy and chemistry as a team, you know, during the season. And then you get to the playoffs and you're just trying to get it together and people are not fully healthy. It was just a mess. So, I mean, the better team won. I was a little scared for Phoenix, though, when it started, though, when CP3 had that shoulder injury. I was like, oh, come on, CP. Don't, you know, don't have D-Book, you know, just out here by himself. But he pulled through. It wasn't that serious. They won the first game. Lakers won the second. Lakers won the third. And then the Suns just dominated, simply dominated from game four to six. And uh, I'm happy for them. I'm really happy. I think CP3 is finally in a good position where he's advancing. And uh, I'm really happy for D-Book, you know, having the opportunity to kill in the bubble last time and get, I mean, he couldn't even get in the playoffs. And the dude was hooping. So they really came back the next season and said, hey, we got this. You know, with that addition of DeAndre Aiden, Joe, uh, no, not Joe Ingles, I'm tripping. But all of those under individuals on the team, they're looking extremely good. I'm pro Phoenix Suns. I really love them. And I just love to see young people hoop. And D-Book is a superstar. I mean, he's not in the making. He is a superstar now. He's getting his recognition. And I'm just really excited just to see his progress. However, this is the first time we have not had Braun or Stephen Curry in the playoffs, I think, since 2010, if I'm not mistaken, which is a long time, okay? He got kicked out round one. So, wow. <laughs> you know, and I mean, we'll see Bron. I hope he comes back stronger and better. I hope the Lakers do what they do. But injuries were really just a disappointment of them this season, which happens in sports. And they're super unfortunate. But I mean, things like that happen. Moving on, we had the series with the Denver Nuggets and the Portland Trail Blazers. So the Nuggets won a series. I'm going to eat up my words here, too, because I said in my last podcast with uh, I think it was the episode Who's Cooking on the Court. I was just like, I don't know what's really going to happen with the Nuggets because they ain't got Jamal Murray. And for them to advance and still be such an amazing and powerful team without their key leader. I love it. It speaks a lot to the team just to show that um, they have a, a strong core and a strong nucleus. Typically, when you have individuals like big players, like if a Lakers lost LeBron, it's over, right? They ain't going nowhere. They're not advancing, period. And so you have those players that are key. And for Jamal Murray to be a key player for them uh, and to be recovering from ACL injury and for them to still advance and dominate a series, I mean, Portland's a grimy team. Portland is our hoopers and they got Dame Lillard. And so. I love it, okay? And I underestimated them, and I'm chewing my words up right now. So shout-out to the Nuggets, man. They've been hooping. You got Jordan Clarkson on there, sixth man of the year, killing it. He deserves it. You got Jokic, MVP. Oh, my God, killing it. Big man got it. So I'm just excited to see what they're going to do. And then Portland Trailblazers, I mean, uh, what can you say? What can you do? I mean, ah, Jokic. Jokic center is better than the center that um, the Blazers have. And Dame really tried to pull it through, you know, putting up 55-point games and things like that. And he's amazing, man. But they couldn't pull it through. I think they just need some more pieces over there. Um, they need another big, big player. Because CJ be getting hurt. 
And I'm tired of CJ getting hurt, you know, because he's an amazing player too. They just couldn't pull it through. I feel bad for Dame. I'm trying to figure out, like, should he leave the Blazers or should he stay? I don't think he should leave yet, but it's a tough decision. And last, we have the L.A. Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks. Clippers barely won. Okay, I'm going to put that out there. This was a game seven series, and um, Luka was hooping on them at first, okay? Luka was doing his thing, and the Clippers came through, and they, they won, but at first, I mean, Kawhi was missing game-winning free throws. Honestly, in my in my opinion, I had told somebody, I think Jalen, I told somebody, if the Clippers lose this first-round series to the Mavericks, Kawhi can never be in a conversation of, of a GOAT. He can never be in a conversation again with KD and with LeBron and things of that sort. I think Kawhi is a little overrated, and I think um, being a part of the Clippers has really exposed that. And Toronto was a perfect place for him. I'm not sure if the Clippers was the best place for him. I don't think they're going to win it all. But we'll see. You know, him and PG are slightly inconsistent. Uh, I mean, you know, we'll see with them. I'm not a huge Clippers fan. I don't really have much to say about them. You know, but Dallas played well and they did what they had to do. Just, you know, couldn't pull it through. It was a seven-game series, though, so they gave them a little run for their money. Now, second round, we got Utah Jazz versus Los Angeles Clippers so far. The Jazz are leading the Clippers to and oh, I just told y'all, man, these Clippers ain't no, I mean, these Jazz ain't no joke. Donovan Mitchell is a problem. He's a problem. All I'm going to say about this series is he is a problem. And if the Clippers do not shut him down, sweep. That's my take. We'll see. Phoenix Suns versus Denver Nuggets. Of course, the Suns are up 2-0. I'm not surprised. Um, you know, like I said, D-Book CP3. We'll see what happens, though, because uh, these series aren't over. But we'll definitely see what happens. And, um, yeah, they've been killing it. That's the Western Conference, Eastern Conference, round two. You got Philadelphia 76ers at the Atlanta Hawks. The series is tied 1-1. I don't really know who is necessarily going to win this one. I will say if Embiid is, you know, really not coming through and still hurt. I think the Atlanta Hawks could pull this one through. Um, I don't think that's really, yeah, no question. We'll see. I don't know who's going to win this one. I really, I am not sure. I think this will be just gritty, and and I, I think it's going to be a good, a good series. Next, we have the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks. The Nets are leading 2-1. I'm not surprised, but the Bucks just won game three. However, the Bucks have been slacking the first two games. You know, my issue, I'm always going to say this, uh, Giannis is one-dimensional. Like, that man, I just don't understand what he does in his offseason. Like, he gets stronger, but he gets no better. No better skill-wise, no better fundamentally. Like, I'm just going to need him to go to somebody who can develop a shot and focus on that all offseason. Okay, because his shots are terrible. I mean, a man is airballing at the free throw. Like, who does that? You're a whole professional athlete. I don't even airball at the. I didn't even airball at the free throw in high school. Like, come on, Giannis. And you got the biggest contract in the NBA right now, man. I need to get a bag to airball. Oh my god! And it's guaranteed. That man is set for life. But. Bucks came back. They only won by three, though, so barely. Um, we'll really see what happens. I think the Nets are going to pull this one out. I'm not really too confident in the Bucks. However, the new additions of Drew Holiday and the pieces they have, it gives opponents a run for their money. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. That's my little NBA playoff recap, you know, for what's happening. Let's move on to MVP. MVP was Nikola Jokic. It's the first trophy in the Nuggets history which is amazing. So happy for the organization. I mean, he's putting them on the map. And uh, 
This season, he averaged 26.4 points, 10.8 rebounds, 8.3 assists, and 1.3 steals. And the uh, Nuggets were the third seed in with the Western Conference. So I'm really not surprised by his nomination. Uh, I think they were leaning towards him anyway. I think a runner-up or the first person who would have won it if he didn't get injured during the season was Joel Embiid. The other ones were Steph Curry, Giannis, CP3, Luka, and Dame. So I think those were some great people in the conversation. Those were the right people in the conversations, right? And I think this year um, the NBA has done a good job with – picking the right MVP, right? Because sometimes I don't think we choose the most valuable player. However, uh, I agree with this one. I agree with Jokic. I'm excited to see what he's going to do in his series coming up um, right now. And uh, he deserves it, no question. I mean, to put a team on his back, like I said earlier, without a Jamal Murray, I mean, what more can you ask for? 26.4, 10-8 rebounds, 8-3 assists? Come on, big man is hooping. Uh, Next, we had Defensive Player of the Year. Okay, defense, y'all know this is my specialty, okay? Because I was like the lockdown person in high school. If you, yeah, I need to go get my tape and go analyze it. That's going to be a podcast coming soon. But and the defensive player of the year this year was Rudy Gobert. I mean, it's like this is his award. <laughs> this is his third time winning this award. That's crazy. Um, second runner up was Ben Simmons, which is no surprise. I think well do deserved. Uh, the next though was Draymond Green. However, he didn't receive one first place award. I don't necessarily agree with that simply because the Warriors had the fifth best defense in the NBA this year. I mean, they only had Wiseman for 35 games and they were without Clay Thompson. So for them to still be fifth, it contributes a lot to Draymond Green offensively, of course, Stephen Curry, but Draymond Green on defense is a, just an implemental, a vital key for them. So I do have a problem that he didn't get that vote. Um, at least one, like, come on, y'all. So I think it was a little short change. Do I think he should have got defensive player of the year? Probably not. Rudy Gobert did an amazing job. And so did Ben Simmons too. So, I mean, what more can you ask for? Rudy is He's just like, this is mine. And the second in a couple years is going to be named uh, the Rudy Gobert Award because he keeps winning it. Like, this man is crazy on D, literally. And we're going to finish it off with most improved player of the year. This year's recipient was Julius Randle. He averaged 24.1 points and 10.2 rebounds. I I mean, I don't know who else was most improved, you know. I think the key, though, what people don't realize is a lot of this we have to credit to Tom Thibodeau. Uh, you know, I love Tom. I'm, I'm a Chi-Town native, and he coached my favorite team back then with Boozer, Joakim, Noah, D-Rose. So I'm always – Tom is in my heart. Like, Thibodeau, Tibbs is, is my guy. But uh, I think you have to contribute a lot to them um, because – one thing that people don't realize, not taking away anything from Julius Randle. I mean, the reason he's averaging so many points is because somebody's giving him a lot of time to just prove himself and lead a team, right? So when you get that much time with Tom Thibodeau, which is what he's going to always give you, uh, you, you probably going to average, you know, a decent amount of points. So I think it was well-deserved by Julius. You know, like I said, the, the Knicks are just – the organization has been taken to a next level, right? And now it's just time for them to continue to get better. I mean, they're talked about now. They weren't even talked about before. So most improved uh, organization. I'm going to give my own award. Definitely going to be the Knicks and most improved player, Julius Randle. I mean, he killed it this uh, this season. And Tom Thibodeau, coach of the year. Are we surprised? No. I mean, like I said, the Knicks are talked about now. You know, they're a team. They're an actual team now. So it's just amazing to see their growth. 
that's really, you know, the recap of what's been happening within the NBA, y'all. I wanted to give a recap on the round one series and just the awards we've seen and my analysis of what's been happening. And I think that's all I got. So after round two finishes, we're going to give a recap of that series and just let y'all know my thoughts and who I think could have did better and where they lacked and what were their strengths. Um, That's all I got today. So happy Friday. I appreciate you all for tuning in. If you haven't, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube. Make sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And I'm going to catch y'all on the next episode. Thank you.